Welcome to Reddit Reads Episode 5. Today's episode is a mega episode containing subreddit such as Tifu. I don't work here lady. Entered lead parents. Pro revenge. And malicious compliance. Hope you enjoy. I will start with Tifu and 5 stories of each subreddit. Tifu. Looking at a stranger while chewing gum. Introductory facts for this story. 1. Sometimes I gag when I chew gum for too long shrug. 2. I have a rich history of awkward moments. Well, I was riding my motorcycle recently. I always chew gum while riding. I tend to clench my teeth if I don't. Rookie rider. Anyway, I was stopped at a light. I flipped my helmet visor up for some airflow. Modular helmet where the whole front comes up. I casually looked over at the car next to me. There was a woman in there and she was looking at me. We made eye contact. And at that precise moment my gum chewing gag reflex kicked in and I did one huge. Overly dramatic. Dry heave while we were staring at each other. Eye contact maintained through the entirety of the awkward mouth explosion. The light turned green and I sped away. I'll now always wonder what her side of that experience was like. TL. DR casually locked eyes with a stranger right when my gag reflux kicked in from gum. May have inadvertently wrecked a stranger's self-confidence for weeks. Tifu by talking about dads with a girl. I was on Snapchat and talking with one of the popular girls at school. We've been friends for a long time now. Only seeing each other about twice a day. Well, something I didn't know was her father sadly passed away a few days ago and I didn't hear about it. We were talking about Santa. Since it's almost Christmas. Kinda. And I said her dad was Santa. Biggest mistake I've ever made. Besides burning down that orphanage. But that wasn't my fault. I said my dad left for milk and she said hers left for heaven. I felt so bad because I didn't know about it. She sent me a snap of her crying which made me feel even worse. Luckily, my snapchat name isn't my real one. So she doesn't know it was me who said that. I told my friends and they called me a stupid retard. Which I agree with them. TL. Doctor I made a girl cry by accidentally bringing up her dead dad. Tifu by being covid skinny. This one literally just happened a couple hours ago. I'm getting over covid and have lost a ton of weight. Like a shocking amount. I still have no sense of taste and what I can only describe as a strong aversion to food. My quarantine officially ended yesterday and I am allowed to go out again so I decided to walk to the gas station near my apartment and see if some Doritos and a real coke would excite me. Strolling along. Feeling pretty great about being alive and having energy again. I was quite sick but now I'm just bored and energetic. Let's take a walk. Right. Relevant to note here that I was a healthy weight before but it was a curvy lady healthy weight. Now I just look like a titless. Assless twig. I'm wearing a casual dress because it's formless and so still fits. I was feeling pretty great and kinda skip hopped up over the curb and my underwear fell down around my ankles. They fell off my ass because my ass is gone. A car was driving by and definitely saw. What do you even do in this situation? Kick them off and flee. Pull them up. I opted for the latter. TL. Doctor I got covid and didn't die and then my underwear fell down in public. Tifu by playing the penis game with my girlfriend. My girlfriend and I went out to pick up food from a fast food place today and while waiting for my order to be taken in the drive through they already asked us to wait a second before they could take it. I decided to play a game we call the penis game basically it's when someone whispers penis really quiet and you and your partner go back and forth getting louder until one of you cracks and gives up. I whispered and she followed sweet. We went back and forth until almost audible on the mic to the restaurant and when it was her turn again she smirked at me. 
I knew something was up but I didn't know what. And that was when it happened. She said as loud as she could come on don't be shy. If you want me to put something up your ass all you need to do is tell me this was obviously just to mess with me but I was so mortified. As soon as she said it the employee told me to tell them my order. I hoped I was in the clear and thought he didn't hear her. But after I was all done I thanked him and he said my pleasure in a high pitch almost like he was laughing. I'm pretty sure he heard her. I'm so embarrassed. But she got me good. TLDR. Played a game with my GF which caused her to announce I like anal to the restaurant employee because I was trying to embarrass her and she got me instead. Tifu almost giving myself an ear infection. Obligatory didn't happen today. This happened last week. Two weeks ago Thursday morning I had a little trouble hearing through my right ear. All sounds became dull and muffled. It sometimes happens but it usually clears itself out so I thought nothing of it. After two days of work the muffled effect got worse so I decided to clear my ear out with a q-tip. Almost immediately after, I started feeling a pain in my right ear whenever I yawned, sneezed or my face rested in a certain way. I tried calling my doctor but it was past working hours so I couldn't get in touch until the next Monday. So Monday rolls around. So I get in touch with and schedule an appointment with my doctor the same morning. After inspecting my ear I'm told that, by using a q-tip, which apparently you should never put in your ear. Lesson learned. Trust me. I damaged my ear and it's possible it could get infected. Earwax had gotten jammed against the back of my ear. I was told to drip salad oil into my ear every day to soften up the wax and was scheduled for an ear cleaning the next Friday. After a week of excruciating pain in my ear, Friday morning arrived and I got my ears cleaned out. The pain stayed for the entire weekend and I had planned to call my doctor again. However this morning I woke up and I can hear and there's no pain whatsoever. It's amazing how much I can hear now and thank god I can yawn without whimpering in pain. TLDR. Cleaned my ear out with Q-tips. Damaged my ear and almost got it infected. Q-tips aren't for cleaning ears. Use warm water from a shower head instead to rinse it out. Moving on to I don't work here lady. None of us work here. Lady. For some context. I'm a 17 year old female from Venezuela. So please excuse my grammar. English is not my first language. I was at the mall with my mom. My younger sister. 16 yo. And my cousins. A 22 yo female and her 18 yo brother. Doing Christmas shopping. We went to a small clothing store that was full of people for the Black Friday sales. So this store sells clothes mostly. But a few months ago they put a couple of shelves in the corner to sell school supplies. Toys and other things. My mum was choosing clothes for my grandparents. My male cousin was trying on clothes and I was with my sister and my female cousin looking for clothes. Without paying much attention to what they saw because I had already chosen everything I liked at the moment. Then I hear how someone speaks a little loud near us but I didn't know if it was with me. I turned in several directions and behind me was a young girl. Probably about 25 or 26 years old. With semi-dark skin. I'm not sure how to describe the mix between black and white skin but you got the idea. Long straight hair and a red dress with flowers. She was carrying a baby. One or two years old maybe. And was clearly pregnant. Also she was shorter than me. I'm 1. 69 cm or 5. 5 feet. I noticed that she was talking to me so I leave my stuff with my cousin and went approach to her because the music in the store wouldn't let me hear her. She asked me in a nice way excuse me. What is the price of this pointed to a packet of beach toys. The kind kids use to build sand castles. 
So at this point I should mention that I am a very shy person with those I don't know. I get nervous when someone talks to me and I do not have my sister or my mother around. I replied in a tone of voice too low for her to hear me I'm sorry. I don't work here. But clearly she did not seem to hear me because she kept looking at me waiting for me to respond. At that point I was already very embarrassed. Luckily my family knows about my shyness so my female cousin raised her voice. Without shouting. To tell the girl none of us work here. Mom and she saw some shirts again. The girl looked at me and apologized for mistaking me for one of the employees. Although the workers at that place wore black shirts and I was wearing a white shirt with an 80s print. I'm not sure how I got confused with some of the staff but whoever. I stood there for a few seconds analyzing the situation. The shelves with the toys this girl was looking at were not priced and the line to check prices was a mess with people piling up in front of the cash register rushing the poor cashiers so I turned back to the girl and I said I can go ask the price. If you want. She looked at me a little surprised at first. But in the end she accepted and I went to the cash register passing through the crowd of people to ask about the sand toys. I was done with my shopping anyway and it was better to help this pregnant girl and not stand in the way of other buyers. I checked the price and went back to where the girl was sitting next to her son. I gave her the price. About $1.30 I think. She thanked me and I returned with my group that are already leaving the store. Moral of the story. Not all I don't work here lady stories end with a Karen screaming and threatening to get you fired from a job you don't even have. D. Kid sick at self checkout. Quick note. I am merely the witness in this short story. Cast. Me as me. GM equals good mum. SK equals sick kid. RM equals rich man. About 14 years ago now I was working at my local Walmart. Put in charge of watching the self-checkout on a slow day. I will admit that back then I was inexperienced with people and lazy. But my few months there had taught me a lot about how nasty folk can get. GM comes rushing to the self-checkout with SK in her cart. He does not look well and I hear him saying as they come up I don't feel good mum. I wanna go home. GM clearly understands that her kid has become sicker since they came in and is trying to rush to get him home now. She is trying to soothe him while simultaneously fumbling with groceries and bare essentials like soup and boxes of tissues I know sweetie. I'm sorry. Mommy is going as fast as she can. Well along comes RM. He has on what has to be the most expensive jacket I have ever seen. Full business. Gold watch. Tie. Pricey shoes. Perfect haircut. Fit. Carrying a lot of coffee. Everything about him makes me glad this is self-checkout. Because my track record with rich folk treating me bad here is almost 100%. He begins checking out directly across from GM and SK his back facing them. Suddenly SK starts to squirm and look around wildly. Mum. Mum. Mum I need the restroom. GM looks up from the checkout and sees SK is not going to make it through her checkout. She practically flies around the cart. Picks him up. And he projectile vomits across the self-checkout all over RM's expensive jacket. My jaw drops. It can't be real. As I begin to react I am watching RM. He drops his coffee and is stunned for a moment. When something I was not ready for happens. He turns around. Quickly removing the jacket. Dumps it on the floor and walks quickly over to GM and SK. Kneeling. Because they are now on the ground. GM comforting her crying child with her eyes practically begging for mercy at this point. RM. Is he okay I walk up with towels. Already on the radio for cleanup and hand him one. He uses it to help clean up grams. GM. 
He might have the stomach flu. I just needed to pick up some things to take care of him. I'm so sorry. RM. It's okay. Let's get him cleaned up. GM seems to finally really see the man and how he is dressed for the first time. And what happened to him. Oh my god. Do you work here? RM. Wiping vomit off her back while I start on the floor. No mom. Just a dad myself. Hate to see a kid not feeling well. GM. Was so embarrassed that she didn't really speak again other than a meager thank you as we finished cleaning up and RM helped her finish checking out personally. I helped him put his certainly ruined jacket in a garbage bag to take home and he checked out as well. I asked him if there was anything else I could do for him and RM politely declined and left the store. I will never forget how that man reacted that day. For all his obvious wealth he was his last priority at that moment. Even as a victim himself. He didn't complain about the mess. Or that he might get the kid's flu. Or his ruined jacket. Nothing. And he certainly did more to help than me. The actual employee. I took this lesson to heart for all future interactions with people. And it has made a tremendous difference as I became a father myself. Thanks for reading. Edit. I posted this in the morning after I started seeing these stories mostly about terrible folk. Of course. On YouTube. Thinking that not all of these are a negative thing. And the world is in a tough enough place as it is right now. I remember this story very well and decided to share. Since I posted from my phone. I came back to correct any mistakes I had made like typos and grammar. I found three. Lady mistakes me. A teenager. For a worker. So this happened last year when I was about to turn 14 I guess I look a little more mature than other girls but I don't think I do my shire owns a small corner store I go and hang out there sometimes when I'm bored or waiting for my mum to get done with work. I'll occasionally help my shire out by cleaning up around the store I was sweeping by the refrigerator section I had my earbuds in and I was still in my school uniform I had on a dark green polo tucked into my black jeans with a belt and plain. Black vans the worker's uniform was blue and khaki so I have no idea how I was mistaken for a worker this lady yanks my earbud out of my ear. Listen to me where are the chips the Karen yells I gave her a confused look. Not saying anything. Oh you don't speak English do you this is America speak English I'm Hispanic and look at him tan. Have dark brown hair and eyes. Sorry mom I don't work here. But the chips are over th she cuts me off with an inhumane noise. Yes you do you have a uniform you're cleaning mom I really don't work here I was absolutely terrified at this point. I want to speak to your manager before I could protest. She dragged me to the counter and violently rang the bell my shire walked out. Yes my shire gave me a look keep in mind the Karen was still holding onto my arm. Your worker is being very disrespectful and lying to me I just gave my shire a look saying I don't know either. Miss this is my niece. She doesn't work here my shire informed her the color drained from Karen's face she sputtered a bit before walking out in a huff me and my shire still laugh about it. Psycho manager screams at me so I led the employees on a merry chase. I was at the big store famous for abusing their employees. I went in to see what they sold for Black Friday. But it was Saturday. They hadn't sold much the day before. I wasn't buying any of their junk either. I was just looking at it. Lately, I get mistaken for somebody else a lot. For some reason, I do wear a face mask so that makes things worse. But people think they know me. A lot. Anyway, I was wandering around looking at junk when I needed to use the toilet. So I wandered in there and had to clean it with soap and water first. Then use it. Meanwhile, different employees had to inspect why anybody had to gasp use the toilet. I ignored it all. Then the psychotic manager came in and started yelling at me. 
Adrian. I don't know what you think you are doing but we need you out on the sales floor right away and he then left. That is not my name. It's a nice enough name. Adrian. But not mine. I do not work there. I don't know anybody who does work there. There is no mystery what people think they are doing in a toilet. There are not very many options when it comes to being in public toilets. Maybe the manager plays tennis in there. Who knows? There is no reason why a manager should ever yell at their employee that way. And the psychotic manager should know who works there and who is a customer. It's not my job to tell him that. There has been zero times in the history of the world that yelling at somebody has ever speeded up their using a toilet. And there is very little someone can do about someone using a toilet once they are there. I didn't care what they thought of it. So, I didn't say a word. Didn't make a sound. Didn't move. I just ignored the psycho manager and looked at my phone. Eventually I left and wandered around aggravating employees sent to see what I was doing. Circled aisles with them following me in a very slow speed chase. Doubling back so I passed right next to them. Cutting between racks and pallets of junk. Going back to where I had been. Then veering back to the other direction. Just weaving through the store randomly. With employees mystified or frowning at me as I would evade them. After a while I decided to leave. So I cut through a closed checkout lane. Walked down a little. Back up a different closed lane. Down one aisle halfway. Turned around and cut through a different closed lane and walked across the front with the employees not knowing where I was going next. But watching me like a hawk. So I walked out most of the way. Then turned to get a diet Pepsi out of a machine. Then ducked around the side of the machine to drink part of it out of sight. To aggravate them. Then walked out. With a guy trying to follow to grab me. But since I hadn't walked out with anything but my phone and drink, he just scowled at me but also looked puzzled. I was amused by the stupid chase. They thought an employee had goofed off badly until apparently leaving unexpectedly. And then we all lived happily ever after. The end. Mistaken for the manager. I just found this subreddit today and I'm laughing my ass off. This happened two years ago and I was in Washington DC. About 21 at the time. And I had to give a speech at one of the government buildings so I walked out in a suit from my hotel room. And as I made my way down to the main lobby there was this blonde lady that grabbed my arm. I turned around and asked her what's going on. She proceeds to tell me this. I was looking for you they told me you can waive my fee at the bar and I have the credit coupon for my mum. I then realized she thought I worked there and I tell her I didn't. It took her a moment to process this and asked again and you the manager I told her I was not then she asked once more are you sure I laughed at this point and told her I was not. I'm on my way to the insert government building name here to give a speech and I could be running late. She then says ohh I'm so sorry you just looked like a manager or someone in that position. I laughed again and walked away. She wasn't a Karen just a confused blonde lady. Maybe a bit dumb idk. And she wasn't rude either. But it was funny. Thought I'd share this story with you guys. Update. She wasn't the only person to confuse me for the manager that day. There was a Brazilian teacher on a field trip with his students that confused me for the manager too. Moving on to pro revenge. Threatened to kill me. I'll take your life away instead. Evening Reddit. Apologies for the length of this in advance. But Bill Shaki I am not. So I'll most likely go off on a tangent a lot. Possibly constantly. Actually. This particular story has just come to a head today. Largely thanks to the persistently predictable actions of this story's antagonist. Who we'll call Fuckhead. Because that's what he is. Around a year ago. Ish. I moved into a new apartment. 
not in a great part of the city, but could be considered bang average. When I first moved in, I was assured everything would be rosy, and I'd be left to my own devices. Enter, fuckhead. Fuckhead is, as his name suggests, a total piece of shit. He has shared custody of his son, which is frankly an oversight of the legal system but hey, and he absolutely loves to get plastered and scream at the kid, either via phone, or in person. The kid is around 13 I think, and his name's not totally important, mainly because the kid's got enough grief. This went on for about 2-3 months so I tried befriending fuckhead, mostly because I'm an idiot, but also to find out just what his issue was, because having headphones in on max volume listening to heavy metal, and still being able to hear fuckhead screaming was becoming an issue, to say the least. I put up with it for a bit, mentioning it in passing to who I guess is my building manager, he's really just a guy that's lived there for years and is mates with the landlord and he's retired so can't really blame him for not wanting to get involved. He did mention that Fuckhead had lived here for about 5 years and had numerous complaints, including the previous tenant, who'd moved out because she'd had enough of his bullshit. He also mentioned that Fuckhead had shared custody because Fuckhead's ex was also a bit of a twat like seriously, that poor kid, but as such meant an absolute load of social workers were involved, even if they clearly weren't very good at their jobs. Anyways one day fuckhead was screaming at the top of his lungs again, and again, because I'm an idiot. I poke the ceiling with a broom, just a little tap to say hey friend, just a quick polite note to tell you that the whole fucking neighborhood can hear you, which was greeted by five thuds that sounded like fuckhead was about to bunker bust clean through the ceiling. This naturally pissed me off, so I knocked his door, and he simply opened it and told me to fuck off. Fair enough I thought, as I frankly had better shit to do so I went for a walk. Upon return, fuckhead is putting his bins out and starts to give me grief, which I returned in kind, causing him to square up to me, and threaten to kill me. I held my ground and he started going on about respect and shit, lmao no, really, and told me he held all the cards and there was nothing I could do. Unfortunate, but I simply said if that's how you wanna be, then that's how it is and left him to have his little bitch fit outside. First call was to the police, who took it surprisingly seriously. They came out within an hour and we sat in the panda car and discussed all of fuckhead's transgressions, a lot of which I had recorded, mainly to whatsapp to my friends like, hey, dickhead is at it again. They took a statement, said there was likely nothing they could do but they might investigate fuckhead on the count of the child abuse and the social worker in place. I then asked them if evidence would help, and they replied it'd save them a lot of time if I could get some, but would need to be recent. Last 3 months okay, sure they say, but 3 months is a long time, and he might have changed. No 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 Mr. Policeman Officer, I mean covering the last 3 months. Excited he was, to say the least. So they brought me to the station to give a statement and to copy all the evidence off my phone. At this point, big shout out to old phones and removable SD cards, as I really didn't want to explain my meme collection. They spent the next two maybe three months investigating fuckhead, as there's a lot of banging to be heard in the videos, which I can only assume is fuckhead assuming his final fuckhead form. A few months go by and I'm seeing a lot of open immediately. Do not ignore tight letters arriving in fuckhead's name, which I think might be off the social workers, but not sure. I do feel particularly bad about this bit, as being a violently abusive alcoholic, he's not quite smart enough to realize it's me that's making his life suck, because the social are on him like a skid mark on a toilet. 
and he's just screaming at his kid even more because he thinks the kid has grasped him up. Eventually the police have everything in place and serve him with some sort of behavioral order or some shit like that. Which frankly wasn't a whole lot. But that was more an aperitif for the meal the social were about to make. Yesterday, armed with a bunch of evidence, a bunch of people, two uniformed officers and my landlord, they arrived at his flat. Partly because that's the only time my landlord had free. And probably partly because Saturday pay for cops and social workers must be fairly decent. Also partly because he has his kid on weekends. Actually probably the main reason. Now that I think about it. Since fuckhead has the kind of voice that makes Brian Blessed sound like a cross between a mime and a church mouse. They can hear everything immediately. They go up into the tight hallways. Which is kinda funny because they are all trying to social distance. So it kinda looks like they're queuing up to give fuckhead a bollocking. In true British fashion. It ended with fuckhead being led away in cuffs. Because of course he fought back. The guys are fucked. It's totally in his nature. He's since come back today. With a very defeated look on his face. Turns out the behavior order was a bit of a warning and they'd been watching the house on and off all week. Super glad I gave up smoking weed at this point. And they've heard some of the Dolby surround phone conversations and have now charged him with a bunch of shit I frankly don't understand. I'm not a cop. And I know mostly shite all about the law except the ones I don't like which has had, and will have several knock-on effects. Firstly, no more contact with his kid, a minor victory since his mum is a bit of a cunt, but they're under a microscope now so maybe that'll help. Secondly, my landlord was especially not chill about being contacted by both me and the police regarding fuckhead, so is using one of the charges or something to speed up the eviction process. This is annoyingly still going to take about two weeks but I'm sure I'll live. Meaning it's not the current six-month COVID guidelines. Thirdly, he's going to have to go in tomorrow and tell his boss that he's gonna need multiple dates off in the possible near future for court dates etc. Oofed. Tough break in this economy. That's likely gonna cost too. Especially since I've seen a bunch of letters from the Provident arriving for him. For those outside the UK, the Provident is kinda like the OG version of those short-term loans with insane interest rates. If you're in the UK, give Emma wide berth. All this could have been avoided had fuckhead just not been, well, a fuckhead. At least in two weeks or so I might be able to have a decent night's sleep if it's not ruined by a 2am ambulance sirens or that asshole with a 3 inch exhaust on his Civic. Might be time for me to move, actually. TL. Doctor guy threatens to kill me, and I use his own mile wide asshole streak to ruin his life. Edit. Holy shit this picked up some interest. Cheers for all the nice comments, and the awards. And remember kids, General Kitchener wants you to 4D chess people like fuckhead, because you can probably checkmate them before they've finished eating the pieces. I was fired and made the company lose over 100,000 pounds. So I used to work at a family-run builder's merchants and was a trade sales advisor. I was fired for bringing up health and safety concerns in an email sent to a manager and for the fact I was apparently unhappy in my role. I did nothing wrong but they still sacked me. Now when I worked there I had clients that I had built good relationships with and even become friends with some of them. They would get me beers and whiskey at Christmas or have BBQs and so on outside of work. Anyway back to the revenge I was fired which in my opinion was unfair and it was during this COVID-19 pandemic I had worked the entire way through it until I was fired. So I wanted revenge I contacted multiple clients friends and most of them say okay we won't use that company if they treat the staff the way they did to me. 
One client easily spends over £100,000 a year easily in the top three customers they had. He used them because I would get him the best prices etc etc. As soon as I'm fired I call him and let him know what happened and he straight away promises not to use them again. So big middle finger to the owners of that s I hope you learn to treat your employees better or go under. Slight update just reading comments I did contact Akas they are investigating. Health and safety executives did visit and told them to put a few things right but nothing else. I did have video and photo evidence of one accident actually happening and many other issues. I don't have a copy of the email but Akas can find it on their internal mail system as it never truly disappears. Also all any clients I contacted were friends I didn't contact a huge list of clients just a handful letting them know I no longer worked for the company they asked why I got fired and I gave them an honest answer. I did not ask them to stop using them as at the end of the day if they offer the best prices they would still use them but that's not the case. Hey, can you fix my daughter's laptop for free? Multiple times. Too long didn't read at bottom. I feel this immoral pro-revenge but if mods and others don't agree please feel free to remove it. A bit of backstory personal beliefs. I'm willing to help my friends. But we all know someone who has or have themselves a friend who is the group mooch. The kind of person who knows you're getting together and just shows up nothing in hand and expects to be given free food booze the entire time. Yet sadly you put up with them till it gets to the breaking point of wanting to beat them senseless with a shovel. This story is about said friend whom I finally got to the breaking point with. My moocher friend isn't tech savvy. Like at all. He has zero respect for tech and constantly uses me as his go-to man when stuff goes sideways. Almost always his doing. This is from the olden days of Windows 8 being a fresh hot mess that was the next big thing everyone hated because it took the standard Windows interface. Beat it over the head with a bat. Tossed the bloody corpse into a wood chipper. Then proceeded to light the remaining slurry on fire with military grade napalm. I hate Windows 8 in case you didn't pick up on that. He had recently bought a laptop for his daughter since she was starting to need it for school and he wanted a mobile PC to use when he felt like it. Pretty sure he just wanted it for himself but needed to convince the wife to okay the expense. Instead of asking me for input, he decided he was just going to go to Big Blue Multi-Story and buy cheapest laptop model that rhymes with hell. It took less than a day of him fighting with it to call me ask if I'd put Windows 7 on it because he hated Windows 8. I asked why not return it and get a Windows 7 model, to which he responded, Big Blue doesn't have any Windows 7 only 8 and my daughter really needs this computer. Sure she does. I agree and he drops it off within an hour. I should note that this happened just after Windows 8 dropped and there was no classic shell programs out that simply said fuck off new piece of shit tablet design we're using the old one everyone knows and can use. So my options were limited. Did an initial look at what I was getting myself into and lucky me. Hell had only put out drivers for Windows 8 for this model. Yay. I do about 6 hours worth of hunting downloading tweaking drivers, and praying cursing the tech gods as I installed Windows 7. I had to cherry pick working drivers for most of the hardware, the rest I got to work through sheer trial and error. I made a restoke disk, backed up and labeled every driver for this system in individual numbered folders in case I needed to redo anything on this piece of shit. My friend is notorious for fucking up his computer's operating system. I give him a ring and let him know it's good to go and he picks it up the next day. Less than two weeks later he texts saying something's wrong with it. It won't do blah 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 or I can't get it to do what I want. 
Shocking. I know. I just restore from the disc I made and give it back same day. Let's see how long this lasts. Almost a week later. Same thing. Again a quick restore and I give it back. This time it took almost a whole 3 weeks till I got a text. Now I'm pissed. What the hell is he doing to this thing to fuck up the operating system? I finally took the time to look at the system and see WTF was going on. He had a bunch of cracked games downloaded and was trying to run those. A bunch of virus malware on it. Oh and a bunch of shady porn sites in his browser history. I'm livid. The only reason I kept fixing this damn thing was because it was supposed to be his daughter's. I got a hold of his wife to see exactly who was really using the laptop and for what. Turns out he told her it was having issues and he was constantly trying to fix it at home and even took it to work to mess around with it when he had time. He was a manager at a hut that sells pizza. He's one of those real hands-on managers who let everyone know what needs to be done then fucks off in the office. So I get the evil idea of fixing things my way. My first step to fixing things my way was to make an admin account that only I had the info for and limit the other account to a limited user. When I talked to his wife I got a good idea of what his daughter really like as far as shows, games, etc. I then proceed to pimp this laptop out for a 10 year old girl. My Little Pony wallpapers, about 100 on rotate. The entire My Little Pony cartoon show stored directly on the computer. Bratz, Barbie, the works. I even redid the icons to a My Little Pony theme and tweaked the user interface to be pink purple colored. I made sure there was a parental lock on the browsers to prevent anything porn related from even showing up on the laptop. I installed TeamViewer and locked in my personal credentials so I could get on anytime I needed. And just for good measure I installed a handy program called Deep Freeze. For those unfamiliar with it, it snapshots the drive as is and restores the drive to that exact image every time the power cycles. Only downside to this program is you lose anything you save on the computer when the power cycles. Not a problem since I had gotten a bulk pack of thumb drives that were multicolored and came with lanyards. I even went a step above and beyond and got a My Little Pony skin for the laptop lid in case he thought of taking it to work again. I personally delivered the laptop this time when the wife and daughter were home. The jolly high-pitched squeals of joy that nearly ruptured my eardrums made it all worth it. She went off on a joy-induced tirade as I show her and her mum everything I did, including all the shows and games I put on just for her. I then gave her a bright pink thumb drive with purple lanyard and explained that when she wanted to play the games or save anything the drive needed to be plugged in. I set the save path for all the games to the thumb drive and added a shortcut to the drive itself on the desktop to make sure she wouldn't lose any schoolwork she was doing. I made sure both her and her mum knew the thumb drive had to plugged in otherwise things wouldn't be saved. I didn't mention the parental lock I set up or deep freeze. I wanted it to be a surprise for my friend later. Both her and her mum thanked me. I got a big hug from the daughter who was still flying around on cloud 9. She was begging her mum to watch my little pony with her before I even left. I knew it was only a matter of time till I got an angry text call from my friend as soon as he got a chance to use the laptop I was waiting with gleeful anticipation. I had dropped the laptop off on Monday and I knew he wouldn't get a chance to use it till Friday when he got back from a trip he took. Cut to Friday night and I get a call around 8pm, which I ignore and let go to voicemail. I get 3 more calls every 5-10 minutes which I also ignore. Then I get a bunch of texts which I ignored till about 11pm when I figured he had ample time to try and fuck with the laptop to only be shut down at every attempt. 
I call him up with an especially snarky attitude, acting half asleep just to piss him off. Mooch. Finally where the fuck have you been? I tried calling you and texting but you never responded. Me. Yeah I had a long day so I took an evening nap. What's up? Mooch. What's up? This piece of shit laptop is busted that's what's up. I can't get anything to work right. I downloaded a game and tried installing it but it says I don't have admin rights. I restarted it and the game files were gone completely so I redownloaded it but still couldn't install it. It's not even letting me browse the web. I thought you fixed this. What the hell? Me. Calm down. I'm sure it's something simple. Let me remote in. Mooch. Wait you can do that? Me. Yeah. I got sick of having to have it dropped off so I installed remote software. Let's see. First thing I do is remotely restart the system. Mooch. IT did IT again. Me. What? Mooch. The game I downloaded is gone from the desktop. Me. Oh yeah. I put software on the laptop that restores it to a default setting. Anything not saved on an external drive gets removed. I gave your wife and daughter a thumb drive. Didn't they tell you it was needed? Mooch. No. What the hell? Why'd you do a stupid thing like that? Me. Well I've had to fix this thing three times already and I got sick of it so I made sure anything you downloaded or tried to install would be deleted and blocked. You don't have admin rights. I do. Last time there was over a dozen viruses malware from your games and the games you were trying to run would barely run on this laptop even if you had legit versions. Mooch. What the fuck insert 15 minute rant I didn't pay any attention to because I don't care well why won't it let me browse the web? Me. Are you sure? Let's see. I bring up Google and start browsing standard sites. Hit a few cartoon sites I favorited for his daughter. Everything looks fine to me. Could you be referring to the porn sites that were in the browser history on your daughter's laptop? Mooch. Um. Me. Yeah. I thought so. See. Me being the upstanding guy I am. I turned on parental controls to keep web browsing safe for your 10 years old daughter. The fuck is wrong with you? Mooch. But. Me. No. No buts. It took a lot of work to get this thing working for your daughter's sake and then you use it as your personal play toy which I had to fix three times. I'm done with your bullshit. I made it so your daughter can use her laptop when and how she needs. If you want to get your own laptop and fuck it up beyond repair that's fine by me. No more freebies if you fuck something up being an idiot. If you think this is unfair I'd be more than happy to let your wife know exactly what the issue with the laptop was including screenshots of your browsing history. I don't mind helping but you go above and beyond being a mooch a lot of times. Anything else you need help with? Mooch. Number. Me. Have a great weekend click. Having spent over 18 years in customer survive tech support so I went a bit nuclear on him but I had had enough of his shit. Reminded me of all too many times the problem isn't the hardware software. It's the meat puppet smashing their face against the keyboard and wondering why stuff doesn't work. So I simply removed that part of the equation. Amazingly enough he didn't have any more issues with that laptop. Wonder why. Only time I was gotten the hold of was by his wife asking me to update some things and install some software the daughter needed for school. Which I was more than happy to do. Too long didn't read. Friend uses me as personal tech monkey for his daughter's laptop he keeps breaking doing shady stuff on. So I pimp it out in jelly shows games themes and completely lock it down so he can't change anything without me doing it. He bitches me out and I proceed to drop a bomb on him. Try to blackmail me. I'll ruin your life. 
Throw away because this could be a real problem for me career-wise if the phone sex company I work for found out. Also obligatory I'm on mobile apology for formatting. This happened a few years ago. I was maybe 26 at the time. I am a trans man, but present feminine and work as a professional dominatrix as a woman. I do a lot of work through a popular phone sex website. I had a client contact me on there and get my Skype id sometimes clients want to cam chat there. It's not technically allowed by the site tools but they turn a blind eye because dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign. And he messaged me to negotiate a session. He complained about my rates. Demanded I do stuff I'm not comfortable with. I don't get fully nude on cam calls. I don't talk about having clients touch me sexually. I don't do sessions as a sub. And eventually threatened me with bad reviews. And to report me to the site and said I didn't want to show him my junk because I was a very nasty word for a trans woman. Ironic I know. He called me every name in the book and I blocked him and thought nothing of it. I'd been with that site 5 years and made them hundreds of thousands over the course of them so I wasn't worried. However a little later he pops up again with a new account and screen name a few days later. Threatening violence and accusing me of stealing from him. I screen cap this and send it to the site. They say there's nothing they can do about him creating multiple accounts but ban them as they occur. I blocked him again and think maybe he'll give up. No. A few days later there's a new account that talks in the same tone. Demands the same shit. Etc. So this time. With all the usernames he's used I take to Google. And what do I find? But other so's who dealt with him complaining about him. I message some of them about what's happening. And one gets back to me super fast. She says he's been harassing her for years. Telling her he hoped she'd have a miscarriage when she was pregnant. Threatening her BF. At this point I'm furious. Not only on my behalf but on behalf of everyone else he's pulled this shit with. She'd tried to go to the cops. No help there of course. But this idiot had given her a ton of personal info. From his full name. To his address. I am a pretty good internet detective thanks to my line of work. So I start googling and putting together info. I find everything. And I mean everything. From his mom's name. The date of his dad's death. To his girlfriend's name. To the shitty band he played in in high school. Where he works. And who his landlord is. I call everyone politely informing them of what this little shit is up to. His mum. His GF. His everybody. I call his GF at work just to make sure she gets it. He contacts me on kick. Demanding a response. And threatening to sue me for harassment. I laugh my ass off and explain how that doesn't work and that if he contacts me again I'll sue him for harassment and show him the statutes on it where we live. You have to tell the person to stop contacting you before it can be harassment. I'd told him multiple times to stop bothering me. But he'd only ever demanded that I do talk to him. After that I did stop contacting him. But I gave all the info I dug up to the other so's to do with as they liked. Last I checked he was living with his brother in a truly shitty looking apartment and tweeting about how no one will hire him because people are mean. And about how much he hates women. Edit to clarify. Before this he seemed to have a pretty nice life. Pretty girlfriend working in real estate. A job in tech and was renting a pretty nice big house in a nice town. I googled him just now and there are multiple places where if you google his name it shows you just what kind of person. Never bully your insurance company. Or you lose your franchise. Hello all. Excuse any poor grammar or spelling. I'm on mobile. TLDR at bottom. This story comes from a friend of mine. Sarah. And has been building for almost 5 years until it all came crashing down over the last week. 
A few things to note before I get into it. Commissera works at an insurance company, dealing with a massive nationwide delivery company. Her company insures all the delivery trucks. Comma over the years, Sarah had seen her fair share of anger from callers, mostly justified, or people letting off steam at the anonymous voice on the other end of the phone. She's learned not to take it personal. Comma she absolutely despises the owner of one particular franchise depot, Dick. Onto the story. We start in 2016. Dick is the franchisee of a vehicle depot for delivery company, meaning he's sort of an owner, but the company CEO could take away his ownership if they feel like it. I'm not sure exactly how this works, but as far as I understand it's a fairly standard franchise contract, so anyone who knows about these things should have a rough idea of what Dick has to do. Dick calls in for the first time, to talk to Sarah about a claim one of his drivers is making. Something simple, reversed into a wall, minimal damage, but claiming to get the vehicle repaired. Dick starts ranting and screaming about how dare he his driver be expected to pay an excess standard. Sarah has dealt with people like this all her career, so she just deals with it as she always does. And so it continues for two years, with Dick bullying and abusing any call handler when he calls about a claim. It's annoying, and plenty of people have been brought to tears by it, but they can't stop serving him because he is responsible for dealing with his franchise's claims. It's now 2018, and Dick decides to get himself arrested, to give you an idea of just how stupid this man is. One of his drivers had been in a really bad accident. Nobody was seriously hurt, but the van was badly damaged. So while it was being repaired, Sarah organized for a hire van. Dick goes to the hire company to collect the van, and he's asked to make a £1 payment by debit credit card to secure the vehicle. I'm pretty sure it's so the hire company can just charge it for any damage caused while on hire, and is an industry standard in my country. Dick doesn't like this. He argues with the hire company. He threatens to dump the hire vehicle once he's finished with it. Finally, he punches the poor bloke working front desk. As previously stated, Dick gets arrested. Fast forward to a few months ago. Everyone is working from home. Yay. Lockdown and most people understand this. Everyone except Dick. He must be having a particularly bad day. Because his tantrum about how useless Sarah and her company is descends into personal insults. Sarah, having an equally bad day, decides that now is the moment she will get revenge on this guy for everything he has put every claim handler through. So she requests a copy of the recording of the call. All calls recorded for safety. Complaints and calling people out on their bullshit. She then sends this recording to three people. 1. Her manager. Saying she refuses to speak to Dick due to his abusive behavior. The rest of the team agree. And suddenly there is not a single claims handler willing to speak to this man. Manager says he will sort something. 2. Dick's boss. Simply stating that his behavior is unacceptable, and the next time he tries to speak to someone at insurance company that way, they will end the call. 3. Every listed CEO or board member of Dick's company, she wanted all of them to know just how vile this man was. Then, today, she gets the call she's been waiting for. A representative of delivery company has called, wanting to apologize for everything Dick put her and her team through. He also gives the best news. Dick has been downgraded from franchise owner to a lowly delivery driver. His lovely pay package, benefits, annual bonus, and company-funded car, a brand new Merc, for anyone interested, have all been taken away. He now earns a little over minimum wage, 
60-hour weeks to pay his bills, with his reputation in tatters. If he doesn't meet the standard for delivery drivers within the next three months, he'll be fired. Sarah also learned from someone she knows in the company that his wife is divorcing him. Because he told her she needs to get a job or they'll lose the house thanks to his sudden drop in income. Sarah hasn't yet met the new franchisee, but if I know her, she'll make it clear that she's the one who ruined Dick's life. And she isn't afraid to do it again if the new guy doesn't treat her and her colleagues with respect. Lesson. Don't be a dick to call center employees. TLDR. Dick abuses call center staff for four years. Lowe's big job. Nice car and wife. Edit. First. Thank you all for liking. And especially to those of you who have given rewards. Second. I want to emphasize for those who have commented on the franchise part of things. I have a very limited knowledge on how this works. As far as me and Sarah know, Dick started as an employee of this place, then got the money to buy the franchise. There's something in the contract that allows the company to take away his franchise, and since he was formerly a driver he was given that job back on probation. Third, for the person who pointed out the description of lowly delivery driver, I should have made this more clear. This is in no way demeaning the job these wonderful people do. It's how Dick always described the position when he called. Moving on to entered lead parents. Entitled mum thinks she has to be invited everything. Gets husband to scream at us. I had originally posted a version to our Amethyst hole but was suggested to post here as well. Sandy is my uncle's girlfriend. No one in our family but my uncle likes Sandy. Why? Well for starters. She's still married and living with her husband and daughter. Secondly. She's a huge narcissist. And throws a tantrum every time she doesn't get her way. About a month into my uncle and her dating we were going to take family pictures, and she's there with her daughter. We asked her for a few pics with just my grandma and her kids' grandkids, but that didn't go over well at all. Sandy starts screaming that she's dating my uncle, so that means she and her daughter are family too and deserve to be in the pictures just as much as anyone else. Sandy has even stalked my grandma who is only 4 feet 9 inches and in her late 70s. Back in March when the pandemic was starting my grandma was still living alone, so she had to do her own errands. My grandma went to Costco one day and there Sandy was casually running into my grandma. Sandy was thinking about getting a Costco membership but she doesn't like the Costco that's 30 minutes closer to her. Then a few weeks later she shows up at the same pharmacy that my grandma goes to because Sandy's pharmacy didn't have the medicine she needed so they sent her to one that was 35 minutes from her. Sandy also showed up at my grandma's bank on the exact day that my grandma decided to open savings accounts for her grandkids. Sandy asked my grandma what she was doing and when my grandma told her Sandy launched into a fit because what about my daughter? She's technically your grandkid too my uncle and her had only been dating for about 3-4 months at that point. Just as my grandma was about to say something the bank's security came over and asked if my grandma was okay. They knew her from decades of her banking there, as well as all of her kids and grandkids. So when my grandma said no they immediately escorted Sandy out. Shortly after that my grandma moved states to live with my aunt and that so far been the last stalking incident. On Thanksgiving we all did a Zoom dinner instead of having a big gathering. About a half hour into the meal my uncle's phone starts going crazy. It's Sandy. She starts demanding to know why she wasn't invited and goes into full tantrum mode. So, my uncle caves and sends her the link. As soon as she gets on Sandy starts screaming and her daughter Amy 12 is running around in the background screaming and crying that it's not fair. 
Sandy starts calling us all selfish bastards, and then her husband starts yelling at us that we can't do that to his wife my grandma had had enough of Sandy and scoffed at her see. This is why nobody here like you. This is why we do everything without you. This is my I'm so glad that you and that rabid kid of yours aren't invited to my granddaughter's wedding. No big dramatic ending. We just ended the call because everyone was super angry. We decided to do another one without my uncle this time. And that was fine. Entitled father finds out I have a car and drive. Well this takes place when I was 19. I was living downtown Toronto in a condo I had move out of the house and was attending university. It was nothing special just your run of the mill 700 square foot apartment in a high rise building. So here's the thing my father was and still is a controlling manipulative little man. Child who thinks he is better than all the common people of the world at the time he still had way too much influence over my life he even tried to prevent me from attending university but that's another story. So you're onto the story. I had been living on my own and again I know I am very privileged I had a trust fund so the condo was owned by me in my name and I had just gotten my full driver's license my mum made I got my license when I turned 16 but to this day I don't know how she managed to keep it secret from my father. But yeah I had just gotten my full G driver's license and got my first car a small white Toyota Yaris. Well unfortunately my father found out not only had a driver's license but my own car and in the worst way possible. I had been shopping at the Eaton Center downtown town Toronto and well my father happened to be pulling into the underground parking as I was getting back into my car. Well he saw me and he blew up he slammed on the brakes of his car and got out and just started screaming and screaming at me to the point where he gets so pissed off at me he grabs my car keys and won't give them back. Also the thing you need to know about me is I am super small around 142 centimeters at 80 pounds I do have a lot of fight in my but I know as much as anyone my fight is like a tiny kitten pawing at your legs. He took my keys and tossed them down one of those storm drains and made me call a tow truck. My car was towed back to my mother and father's house at the time they were still living together. Through many threats and bullshit he made me sell the car. My mum tried to fight for me to have the car but it was one fight she just could not win. But my father sold the car for not even half of what it was worth and kept the money. And X200B. Also my father found his way onto reddit and has been reading my posts. It has not gone the way he wanted he has been freaking out about me to my sister over test message I hope to post them and translate them soon. So to my man child bitter sour pig of a father I know you're reading this and expect that see lots and lots more. EPs want everyone else to adjust their lives around their daughter's condition. I've been reading stories from this and similar subreddits for a long time. Wondering whether I'd get to write one myself someday. When a conversation with my neighbors made me realize that hey, I do have a couple stories. I believe these will fit the criteria required because the parents in question have been making their kid their primary excuse for being entitled to the way everyone else conducts themselves. Buckle up. I get verbose. Let me set the scene for you. I live in a fairly isolated duplex kinda house. In the middle of the countryside. We only have two neighboring families in some quarter of mile radius. One in the apartment downstairs. And one on the opposite side of the road. In a house some 300 feet behind a hedge. The latter is the entitled family. They have a daughter. Whom I've never seen in person. But that I've heard often. I don't know what exactly is her condition. But I'm going to at least guess that she's non-verbal. Since she seems to express herself only through screaming. I also understand. From bits and pieces of conversation with her mother. That she has a lot of allergies or intolerances. 
but either way their house has to be squicky clean all the time and rid of pollen, dust, any residue. The long and short of it is, she'll need constant care for the rest of her life. It obviously goes unsaid that I do not think she is at fault here. Now, this family has been renting that house since I was maybe 12-13, but admittedly I never really met them until recently. They didn't seem to be sociable people, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Anyway, they never gave us issues that I know of though later I might ask my mother about things that went under my radar. Fast forward to November 2018. My husband and I have been living in my childhood house for a few months and we've made friends with the family that now lives downstairs. They've been renting for some 5 years now. They're good, genuine people, and may get loud sometimes when they're partying with their family, but they never get too loud or party at outrageous hours. Most I've ever heard them do is sing and play guitar, no later than 10-11pm. Again, we're in the middle of nowhere countryside. So, first time I got to meet the EM was when my cat got trapped in her shed and she came to tell my husband. EM is Spanish, and husband is American, so they had to make up somehow for some language gaps, but nonetheless he thanked her profusely, and so did I when I came back home. We had a chat and exchanged some of the information mentioned above, left with pleasantries and all the bells and whistles. Wholesome first interaction, right? Well, the next time she came ringing our doorbell, I met her at the gate, and she said verbatim, I have done you a favor, now I'd like you to return it. That immediately rubbed me the wrong way. Maybe it's just me, but I don't do favors and then expect people to owe me something. Nonetheless, I listened. EM started what became quickly known as one of her two best acts, the you don't know how bad I have it trademark sign. It went more or less like this. You know my daughter is sick. I have a very hard time taking care of her, and I have to make sure she doesn't suffer from seizures. I have to keep the house always clean, always fresh, but sometimes I have to open the windows to change the air and I just can't let smoke in or my daughter gets a seizure. Can you please not turn on your stove? Now I don't doubt that having a child that requires such a high level of care is exhausting, both physically and mentally. I won't fault any parent that goes above and beyond to take care of their child, and that is why despite my initial irritation I was willing to compromise. It was November after all, and my house gets cold fast. I told her that I could limit my use of the stove to when it's getting dark, so that she can air the house during the day without smoke coming in. She didn't seem happy about the idea but still accepted the compromise. We started using our stove only around 7pm, when the house was already hard to warm up. Couple days later, she came back, and this time put on her very disgruntled mother trademark sign act. She once again asked me, this time less complacently, that I do not use my stove, because the smoke was still bothering her child. Let me give you a couple details for context. I live on the second floor, and my chimney is about 15 feet tall. As stated before, these neighbor's house is about 300 feet away from our own, behind a hedge. Wines can get pretty strong here, so I can maybe understand how smoke could get all the way there with the windows open. But why the hell would she feel the need to open them when it's dark? In almost early winter weather, that time I put my foot down, and told her that I'm not going to sacrifice my own comfort more than I have for the sake of her family, especially when she isn't willing to meet us halfway. She stormed off, and that's the last I've seen of her personally. However, I have a few more second-hand accounts from our other neighbors, which I will post if there's enough interest. 
I'm going to speak to your regional manager and get you fired entitled mum threatened my job when she gives me incorrect information and blames me. Yeah, I'm not good with titles but, oh well. This is a story about some entitled mum I met while I worked in retail a few years back. Little backstory. I used to work retail in a Target country store. I'd been working there for two years before this happened and I knew the shops in and outs. I took pride in my job and always did my best to make sure the customers left with a smile. At the time, the store manager was off on maternity leave, her baby due at any moment. This is relevant to the story, leaving the assistant store manager stepping up for a year to fill that position for the sake of this story. The actual store manager, the one on maternity, will be referred to as store manager, and the assistant store manager as her title of assistant store manager. The cast. Me. Talji. Store manager. SM. Assistant store manager. ASM. Entitled mum. EM. Regional manager. RM. And X200B. It's Sunday, and the shop opens at 10am. Staying open only 6 hours. As it's usually not a busy kind of day, there was only myself and ASM working the entire shift together from open to close. Not a big deal. I've been doing it for a while by this point and we have a routine in place which is always good. Early in the morning ASM mentions how she hadn't heard from the SM in a couple hours. Something that's a little out of the ordinary for them as they are actually quite good friends outside of work hours too. Manning the front counter, and greeting everyone who walks in. The phone rings so I pick it up with a smile, ready to help whoever is on the other end of the line, and it seems pleasant enough. Me. Good morning. Target city name. This is Tolji speaking. EM. Good morning. I wanted to see if you have any boys PJS in stock at the moment. Me. I can go check for you. What sizes are you looking for? EM. Size 6 and 8. Me. Following my training to ask extra questions to make sure what the customer wants is definitely there. Any particular style? Long or short sleeve? Full-legged or shorts? Any specific colors? EM. Oh no. Anything is fine. Me. No worries. I'll just pop you on hold real quick and go have a look for you. I did as I said I would. Setting the EM on hold and darting to the other side of the store to peruse the boys' pajamas section to see what we have before coming back and taking the call back up. Me. Hi. You still there? Yes. We have quite an assortment of boys PJS in stock. Plenty of them the sizes you like. EM. Fantastic. I'll drive down from town that's 10 minutes away by car to come by some. Thanks. Me. No worries. And we will see you a little later. Ending the call I go back about my business. The ASM coming down from the office not long after and we stood at the registers by the entrance exit to talk amongst ourselves while still greeting customers as they came in and out respectfully. The ASM starts to discuss how maybe the SM has gone into labor because the lack of communications across any of their usual platforms. Both of us ceasing our talking to greet a woman who comes into the store. Smiles on our faces as we tell her welcome and to let us know if she needed any help. Spoiler. This is the entitled mum. She asked us where the boys PJ department is and we both pointed it out to her, asking if she wanted one of us to show her exactly in person but she said no with a smile and went on down herself. ASM and me talk a little more about the possibility of the SM having her baby, the both of us cooing a little before ASM takes her leave to go refill some stock in the back of the store while I manned the registers alone and tidied up anything that needed to be done. EM soon comes back up and gets my attention. EM. Excuse me. I called up earlier about boys PJS. 
I can't find them. Me. Smiling still because customer service. Would you like me to take you directly to the department? EM nodded her head and I walked with her down to the PJS. Pointing out which is the boys area and highlighting the size 6 would be in the 1-7 section. And the 8 in the 8-12. Showing her exactly which is which. She turns to me and looks right at me with a confused frown on her face. EM. Yes. But where's the Christmas pajamas you said you had? It was my turn to be confused. Taking a moment to not sputter out like an idiot before I answer her. Me. Finding the few we had of that theme and pointing them out. Christmas pajamas? They are here on this end. By this point I've started to get a little worried. There's definitely no size 6 or 8 of the Christmas pajamas. It was mid-December. Christmas not even two weeks away and she wanted Christmas pajamas. EM. You said you had the Christmas pajamas in the sizes I wanted. So where are they? Me. I'm sorry, but you didn't say you wanted Christmas pajamas. I thought you just wanted to get new PJS. I did ask on the phone if there was something specific you wanted. EM. No. I said I wanted Christmas PJS. I know what I said. What is your name? I don't appreciate being lied to. Me. Attempting to salvage this best I can. I really am sorry. I don't recall you saying Christmas or I would have made sure before telling you. EM. Reaching for my lanyard which has my name on it. I asked you what your name is Tolji. I'm going to report you for lying to me. EM is angry. Going on about how she wasted a trip into the city and how it was all my fault. The both of us walking from the department as she was clearly leaving. Scowling at me. My ASM was manning the register. As I had called her to take over while I was assisting the EM. Me. If you like. You can always check the online store and have the PJS you want sent as a click and collect. You can either pick up from our store, or you can have it delivered to your home. Or, if you'd like, I can call one of the other stores and see if they have them that can be sent here for you. Another part of my training was to always give options. Usually these ones are appreciated. My ASM can hear me relaying this information. Trying my best to keep professional despite wanting to cry. I can be sensitive when accused of something. EM was having none of it. She stormed out after making sure she memorized my name and that was that. So I thought. I told ASM what happened and she told me to go on a break to settle down since it was clear I was upset. She told me not to stress. That I had done my job well. The praise helped and I took my break to calm back down ready for the rest of my shift. I told this to a few other co-workers a few days later while working. Small talk about what not and thought nothing more had happened since the EM didn't ask to see the ASM. Just left. Her threat to reporting me to the RM turned out, however, to be true. But she didn't just report me. She also demanded compensation. It was about a week later, maybe more, and the ASM calls me into her office when I arrive, before my shift was to start. She informed me that the EM had sent an email to the head office about how I blatantly lied and how I had been so unprofessional. Turns out the EM had also dragged the ASM into it by claiming that myself and ASM were lazing at the register only talking about inappropriate topics and not greeting people. Despite us having the CCTV that showed us alert to customers coming in and out and every time we spoke to them, EM demanded, not only for me to be let go, fired, but also an apology from me to her, money for the petrol she'd used for travel as well as a $100 target gift card. ASM told me that the RM would be here later that day for him to speak to me and I literally was fearing the worst. RM comes and he asks me about what happened. 
So I told him the phone call and how EM never specified Christmas theme PJS and that I did ask her for more details about styles and such just in case but EM had disregarded it in a sense that said she didn't mind what they were. She just wanted PJs. I then went on to explain the interaction, which the ASM adding in that I did offer options like online ordering and contacting a different store. We even showed the CCTV that debunked the ignoring accusation before myself and ASM explained we were discussing the SM's maternity leave at the time the customer had come in, and that we weren't at all being inappropriate, only concerned about the lack of communication. SM wasn't in labor that day, it turns out. She was with her in-laws making final preparations and didn't check her notifications. After taking all the information and looking over the footage, RM assured me I wasn't in the wrong and that he would handle the rest of the situation, but in no way was the EM getting anything she demanded. ASM told me later that day that herself and the RM called up the EM via the given home phone and her husband answered, apparently, when they said who they were and who they were looking for EM. He said oh great, what has she done this time seems like the EM does this enough to have a reputation. And X200B. A couple months later, the store was doing stock take and almost every worker was there. Myself drifting between departments to double check numbers while serving as well and who comes in but EM. I didn't even realize, and I greeted with my bright smile and as usual offered to help if needed. It wasn't until the EM left a few minutes later with nothing in hand that my ASM turned to me and went wasn't that EM? She didn't seem too pleased to see you all chipper. Entitled mum tries to steal my phone. Gets arrested. On mobile. Sorry for bad formatting. So the cast of this story is off. Miek. Entitled kid M. Entitled mummy. Employee M. Manager Po 1. Police Officer 1 Po 2 Police Officer 2. So on to the story. I was at my local Apple store going to pick up my new iPhone 12. I had ordered online and chose in-store pickup. I had prepaid for it so it was just a quick 5 minute pickup and drop off. I got my phone and was walking away when this kid who couldn't have been older than 10 came up and tried to take the phone from me. I held onto it and told him to screw off. The employee who helped me was nearby and came over to help. He told the kid it was my phone and he had to give it back. As he was telling the kid to let go of it this lady walked up and slapped me hard across the face. She screamed what are you doing? Take your hands off my kid's phone. The following dialogue ensues. E. Ma'am. This is Op's phone. He just bought it it. Eck. No. It's mine. I want it. He started wailing and shouting I want it. I want it. I want it. M. Look what you've done. Now my baby's crying you little shit. She tried to slap me again but I dodged her hand. E. Ma'am. That's enough. You've caused a scene. Tried to steal property. And assaulted a child. I'm a teen and it's pretty obvious I'm a teen. M. No. Go get your manager. This is my kid's phone and this little brat isn't going to steal it. E radios for the manager. M. What's going on here? I heard that a kid's being slapped and stolen from. E. Well M. This. M cuts him off. M. Yes. This little brat is stealing from my baby and slapped him. M. Oh. I'm going to need you to leave now before I call them all security. E. Wait M. That's not what happened at all. I saw Op purchase this phone. This kid was trying to steal it from him and then M slapped him across the face. I intervened and M said it was her son's then tried to slap Op again. M. That is not true. This employee's lying. M. 
I'm going to check the security cameras. E is holding onto the phone and I want both of you at different corners of the store. M tried to protest this but M told her to comply or he would call the police. M came out 5 minutes later and of course said it was my phone and she had to leave. M. That's bullshit and you know it. I'm calling the police. You're all going to be arrested for stealing from my baby. She called the police and made some sob story of how we are all stealing from her and said we were going to beat her up. The cops practically sprinted here with their hands on their tasers because they thought it was going to be violent. Po 1. Everyone freeze. Oh. Put your hands up. I complied and M had the biggest shit-eating grin I had ever seen like she just won. I got put in handcuffs before anyone could say anything. M. Wait. Officers. M's lying and I have it all on camera. The officers questioned us both and then Po 1 went with M to review the footage while Po 2 watched us. After 15 minutes Po 1 and M came out and Po 1 said M you are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. M actually tried to run away but got tackled by Po 2. She screamed and tried to fight the police but eventually got locked into the squad car. Po 1 then asked me if I wanted to press charges. I said yes because this lady attacked me and even I know she's screwed for assaulting a minor. I'm meeting with a lawyer tomorrow. I'll update everyone then. TL. Doctor an entitled mum assaulted me and tried to steal from me ended up getting arrested. Update. I met with my lawyer cousin who's in town for a few days to talk about what happened and what charges I can press. She said she couldn't represent me since she has her bar in California but could give me advice and tell me what law firms she recommended. She said I could sue for attempted theft, assault of a minor, misuse of the 911 system, lying to authorities, resisting arrest, and obstructing the law. She said that with all of the charges M is faced with the judge could sentence her with a fine of up to $80,000 and up to 15 years in prison but the judge usually doesn't charge the full amount. She gave me the name of a law firm in my area that she swears by. I called them up and they said they could meet with me on Tuesday. I'll post update on Tuesday after I meet with the lawyer. Moving on to malicious compliance. Don't try to parent my children. I'm a nanny for a small agency and I love my job so much. Except when I don't yesterday I took care of a 4 year old girl, a 2 year old boy, and a 5 month old boy. I was there yesterday and I know kids at this age have enough energy to make the world stop spinning and they tend to not listen. But damn these kids were terrible. No control of themselves at all. There was paint on my dress. I was hit by glass cups and plates were thrown at me. Glasses covered in jelly. Kids were purposefully coughing in my face and I had some spit on me. I think they were sick too ugh. Needless to say my first thought was a shower and a hot meal. I lost my cool and I had to issue timeouts and separate the kids when they fought. Cleaned messes. Shield the infant. Take toys and TV away from kids and not allow them to choose movies. I record these so the parent know what happened. I always try to keep a positive outlook every day. Smiling and being super nice to everyone and ask how they are. I do this. And the mum told me when I first step in her house. Was. Do not parent my kids. You're not their mum. I was taken aback and wanted to be petty. So I said 8. Mum left to go to work and I am currently letting the kids go ham in the house. There's a mess everywhere and I'm not even being bothered. Hit me with a glass. I hope it breaks and mum can pay my medical bills. The 5 month old is really the one I'm caring for at this point and I'm making sure he's safe. He's being cute af right now. I have yet to be done with my shift as I type this. The house looks horrid. There's a red spot on me from a kid hitting me. I am covered on coughs and paint and markers.
thank the gods for washable shit. I'm not parenting them. I hope the mum enjoys the mess when she comes home. Edit 1. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for the awards. And the comments are making me ugly laugh. I will absolutely be posting an update when I get home. Update. Mum came home and was appled at the house. The cut on my hand, from me being stupid on Thanksgiving, was torn back open because of kids and it needs to be patched. My hair is covered in peanut butter. My leather shoes will need to be cleaned and polished. There's literal shit on the walls. And so, so, so much more that happened. And I put the baby to sleep and walked out. Mum screamed she's gonna get me fired. I said nothing. She also followed me to my car saying she will pay for the damage to her home and the maid service. I'm not worried tbh. She's being blacklisted by me. Never again am I going back. I need to take a nap and a shower and I need some mac and cheese lol. Update 2. Was on the phone with the agency and the mum. The family's contract is being voided and I'm being paid more than the extra money they were giving me. Plus the mum will pay for my medical bill to patch up my hand. Cleaning my clothes. And clean my glasses. Edit 2. Some of you are concerned about the coughing. I had a rapid test done today while the doc was fixing my hand. I'm negative. Edit 3. Some of you have expressed concern about the incubation period. I will be self-monitoring and getting a second test next week. Until then I'll be isolating as much as possible. I had it once and it sucked but at least I know exactly what to look out for symptoms wise. I assume you've all seen TripAdvisor's malicious compliance to a TIGOV'd court order? The travel review platform slapped a special notice on its listing for the Sea View Resort and Spa in Kochang, Thailand, which had an American visitor named Wesley Barnes arrested after he criticized the hotel online. TripAdvisor said it took the unusual step to make sure other travelers knew about the Sea View's extraordinary action against Barnes, who was reportedly freed after reaching a settlement with the Oceanside Island Resort. The resort agreed to drop the complaint if Barnes apologized and convinced TripAdvisor not to place a so-called red badge on the hotel's listing, which could harm its business. According to the Times, TripAdvisor reportedly provided Barnes with a letter making such a pledge. We fail to understand how TripAdvisor going back on their word, and not being impartial, is helpful to any of the parties involved in this case. The Sea View told the Times. TripAdvisor executive Bradford Young countered that it had not violated any terms of the letter, which had sent Barnes to ensure his safety. The paper reported, Excuse me ma'am. Okay, sure. I can wait. This is about 15 years ago during my senior year of undergrad at a large East Coast university. A few friends and I were out for dinner at a local bar restaurant which was very busy. We were seated in a booth which was one of a series of booths along the back wall of the dining area. While we were eating I noticed the table next to us starting to look very shifty. It was a group of three guys and they had had a large meal and a lot of drinks. I'm in the edge seat of our booth and the waitress is taking the order of the booth next to us. Her back is to the guys I have predicted are about to ditch their bill. It's a college town. The waitress was young and more than likely working to put herself through school. So I thought I would try to be helpful. I turn to her while she is taking to the table next to us. It goes like this. Me. Excuse me. Miss her. Sir. I'll be right with you 15 seconds pass. The guys are gathering their stuff me. Excuse me miss. Her sir. I. Will be right with you more. Forceful and with clear enunciation 15. Seconds pass. The guys get up and bolt for the door. Me. Miss. I'm sorry to interrupt. But. Her. Interrupting me. Sir. Please wait. So I wait. 
She leaves the booth next to us to do something and comes back to me two minutes to later. Her. Being snide. Okay sir. How can I help you? Me. Pointing at the now empty booth. I was trying to tell you those guys were about to run out on the check. She immediately turns pale white. She rushes to look in the booth and then runs for the front door. No luck. Those guys were long gone. She came back and gave some minor apology and thanked me. We asked for our check. Paid. And left. I'm sure they probably took the cost of those meals out of her paycheck. People who run college town restaurants aren't known for being the fairest people in the world. Tough. I tried to help. Don't touch my karmic books. I worked in a karmic book shop in the early 2000s. And the boss wanted to start selling online in addition to in store. He was very rarely in the store himself. Delegating to managers and only showing up in full for fun store events so he could interact with a lot of excited customers. Free karmic day, etc. He would throw big events and have bands perform under the guise of promoting the shop. It was easily apparent he just wanted to be a big shot, though. He was constantly trying to get the shop on the local news with crazy publicity stunts, etc. I was hired on with one other dude to essentially run the online sales. I think the boss had an overinflated idea of how much he would make on eBay. The other employee and I had alternating shifts, so we were never on duty at the same time. The boss would leave long boxes and stacks of comics, books, magazines, and toys for us to photograph or scan, then list for auction. When I was done with mine, I was still on the clock. Paid hourly minimum wage, not commission. So I would start photographing and scanning the other employee's stuff. I wouldn't list it for sale, however, because that would be doing his entire job for him. I come in one day and there's a sticky note on the center of the computer monitor. Do not touch. Other employee. S. Comics. With a mad face drawn next to it to drive home the message. Not only did the other dude get mad, and not only did he go to the boss instead of me, but the boss agreed with him to top it all off. And the boss also didn't actually talk to me about it at all. R.I.P. A couple days pass, and I forget about the whole thing. If he doesn't want the help, that's on him. I was basically giving him free time just so I looked busy. Maybe he wanted to look busy, too. Whatever. Then, one morning I open the office door and the man's stack of comics just completely spills off the back desk. Like a waterfall of paper. Shoof. The plastic from a killer croc figure makes a hard cracking sound against the floor. I could have caught it if I moved quickly. I could have at least stopped half of it if I moved normally. But, you know. Do not touch. Additionally, picking them up off the floor would be touching them so that's a no-no. The manager working that day was a chill guy. Half the time he would sleep under a table of karmic boxes if it was a slow day, and customers would have to kick him to buy anything. Since we were friends, he knew the deal and laughed his ass off when he saw me sitting at the PC amid a scattered crime scene of murdered collectibles. I was fired almost immediately afterward, but within a year the karmic shop had to move from a spacious building with DVDs, clothes, etc. to a much smaller storefront in a strip mall. All due to the boss making extravagant and ill-informed decisions that never paid off. TLDR was told not to touch another employee's merchandise. So I didn't. After it all fell to the floor and was damaged. Tales from the children's table. There was a subreddit recently where an adult was seated at the children's table which resulted in them leaving the dinner. This reminded me of one of the last times I was at my maternal grandparents house. On this particular visit I traveled with my parents to my grandparents house. 
so leaving wasn't an option. Not that I would have done that, but still. I was 27, a college graduate, and working a professional position. When it came time for dinner I was instructed to go sit at the children's table since I wasn't married, while my 16-year-old cousin and his 15-year-old, very pregnant, new wife sat with the adults. Fine. I can talk with anyone and love to talk with kids because they have no filter and often tell you things that are a true, b, funny, and c, embarrassing to their particular adults. So I sat with the kids and goofed off with them all the while going back and forth and bringing them all manner of sugary desserts. I'm absolutely sure t their parents were oblivious to what was going on at the kids table. By the end of the meal I had about 15 really hyped up under 10 year olds ready to be returned to their parents. Long drives home. Sugared up. Overstimulated kids chef's kiss for the record I'm still the cool cousin to those now middle aged table mates. Couldn't have worked out better. That's it. Hope you enjoyed.